Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Wow. Am I feeling horny because I saw Tony Braxton? Yes, I am. I mean, can I see Rachel and Brian? I'm like, when I get sent on a date, they go across from me right here, but I'm staying in with a pair of binoculars to sit on a ground covering of rocks. I think, ooh, I'm horny. session of Will You Accept This Rose? We are breaking down the listen to your heart phantasma slash shit show fast slash amazing program. My name is Arda Marine coming to you live from my bougie garage that looks like a tent in Marrakesh. With me today are two men, human men who I love like too much, and you can sure you tell did. that I grew up with a fucked up dad. You did because the first time I met this one man, uh-huh. he insulted uh-huh. me, and I chased him to the snack table. Yeah. And I was like, took it like a champion. Where he yeah. played the character, he took it like a champion. Where he played the character <laughs> Kenny Banya, who the uh, is Gold uh-huh. Dear Gold, the other the hacky comic yeah. on the Soup Nazi episode. <laughs> you might know him from he has a podcast called That's Gold with Steve Heitner. It's on numerous times a week. It's super funny. I just did one. Mm-hmm. I know him as, I consider him one of my very best friends. And, really? I, and he's tried to shake me for years, but I will not <laughs> let him go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the most amazing, creepy uncle, Steve Heitner. Oh, that is so sweet. You know, it's really very apropos because I felt like I was listening to your heart right there. Steven, now how many times a week do you do your podcast, my friend? You know what we do about, we do two a week. We usually drop one uh, for Monday and drop one for either Thursday or Friday. And we, um, you know, it's hard not to talk about, that's what's so nice about this. We're going to talk about a show, but if you just have a podcast, it's hard not to talk about the insanity of uh, what's going on. Oh, that I know. I know. That's what's actually fun. I, and I, and I think maybe why our listeners are still enjoying. I mean, that's why we decided when this happened, even though we weren't in season, we decided to break down Juan Pablo's season just Uh to have something else to like focus our brains on something else to think about. Um, But I'm happy to chat about uh, Cloroxing my Instacart uh, (laughs) items. I can, I can do 20 minutes on that. Dude, I wear like a full beekeeper hat when I go out. So I've lost my damn mind. Um, oh, I know. I wanted just a side note. I wanted to thank all of our listeners. I put out a request. Uh, Steve, Rob Cohen and I are going to do a tester of a uh, podcast about bad dates. And we put out a request last week to have people call in with their bad date story. And we got 20 of the most amazing bad dates. And so we are going to be recording it soon. And we're going to be reaching out to some of you guys to call you. Steve, I know you have some bad dates of your own. Uh, would, yes, you I have the, so, would you do the show? I'd be <laughs> happy to. I have so many bad dates that I can subcategory um, and go into like bad one night stands. Oh, or, or <laughs> Can I raise my hand and say, I yeah. know one of your bad one night stands, you woke up and found her sleeping but like like behind a plant. <laughs> she was naked in the fetal position behind a potted plant. So, <laughs> which I, I have now learned is a woman saying, I am satisfied. <laughs> 
That's also the beginning of a wonderful Law & Order episode. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, all right, well, we'll definitely be hitting you up to be a guest on that. Speaking of a man who I don't know if he's had bad dates. I don't know if he's had bad dates. I know that he has an amazing podcast. I know that he is hilarious on our podcast. I know that he grows and shaves and grows and shaves a mustache. I know that he loves his <laughs> dog, that he loves the Ramones. I know that he loves Rush. And um, you've probably heard him numerous times with the dream team that is Paget Brewster and Jerry Trainer, or with Bill Kunstler on here. He also has his own podcast called Brando, the Brando cast that you can get anywhere podcasts are streamed. I've been on it. There's a brand new one up with Dana Gould, who's a comedy legend. We've had Rob Benedict, Paget Brewster. Everybody's been on. I'm sure Steve will be on it soon. Ladies and gentlemen, to- my wonderful friend, Brendan Smith. Oh, yeah, baby. Representing 35 years of bad dates here in North Hollywood. <laughs> have you had some bad dates yourself? Oh, have I had a good date? That's the better question. <laughs> I, dates are really hard. It's hard. Dates are I tough. I'm excited to do this podcast because I feel like Every human has had bad dates. And I want to hear specifically, have you had like a bad like Tinder date? Like have you had a bad swiping online? Like I I guess everybody has. Everybody has. Well, I'm an LA four, so I get shut out of uh, (laughs) Tinder and Hinge here in the city of Los Angeles. So (laughs) an an Albuquerque eight, but an LA (laughs) four. There's the name of your next album. That's there's the name of the podcast. In Albuquerque, eight in an LA force. <laughs> He's a lane. Albuquerque, eight in LA force. Shake that ass. You want the dong. Um, also with us, we have two women. One woman who is dying to go to Target and touch everything without a gloved hand on. And another woman who has been podcasting like as if it's a telethon 24-7 from her closet since this all began. And something must have happened like a crime scene in her apartment because normally we see tapestries everywhere. And now she's put up the northern lights because we can't even see what a shit show it's become. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Hosnier and Katie Levine. Hi. Hello. I just want to say this. It's because I'm using Zach's uh, iMac. So he oh. wave. It's a wave. Oh, yeah. oh, he's more of a man of mystery. He's like, you can't <laughs> see my closet. Katie, every day I pray for you to be able to go to Target and touch everything. Today. I really just want to walk around Target and buy I, stuff I don't need, you know, and then forget the thing that I came there to get. What I, I miss it about- so much. The mystery that is Katie Levine, ladies and gentlemen, for our listeners. She's the biggest outdoors person I know. And yet the thing she is dying yeah. to do is oh. to go touch everything at Target. Oh, I miss I miss hiking more, but right now it's 100 <laughs> degrees here. Really? So I wouldn't be going hiking anyways, to Girl. be honest. <laughs> all right. I want to say, I'm going to be honest with all my listeners. You know, I don't bullshit a bullshitter. You know, I'm a real lady. At first, when this program started, I was so excited. I was like, ABC created COVID just to make me excited to watch Listen to Your Heart. The first episode or two where it was just dating, I thought, I can't handle this. I'm going to jump off my house, but it's only a one-story house, and then I'll just have a broken ankle, and I can't go to the ER because I don't want to get COVID. <laughs> now that it's turned into Love Island, American Idol edition, I've woken up from my coma, and I am all in. I am loving it. 
I do appreciate that it's only six episodes long, but I mean, it's terrible and it's wonderful and it's just what I needed. And we've had so many people tweet at us that it feels like each episode has had a different producer and a different set of rules. (laughs) It is just this shit show that America didn't know that it needed. I am all in. Steve Heitner, you're the only person that hasn't been. No, wait, we haven't heard from Brendan yet either. Steve, you first. Overall, week four, I believe we're on. How are you feeling overall about Listen to Your Heart? Well, I agree with you. It does feel like it's being completely done and produced by a different group of people every week. (laughs) (laughs) The the only one that was maintained (laughs) is the host. (laughs) And they have to have him or the whole damn thing's over. (laughs) Even he looks like he does not know what's going on. Oh, he has no idea what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, okay, Brendan Smith. There's a reason he doesn't know what's going on because contractually... All he has to do is show up when the light goes green and he yeah. walks on, he reads the cue cards, <laughs> he, he leaves and I he has a cocktail. I think, he, I think he's got like an earpiece in and they just whisper first like, okay, are you ready to become the next Carly Simon and James Taylor, the most relevant couple in music today? <laughs> are you ready to be the next Carly Simon and James Taylor, the most relevant? <laughs> yes. Okay. He, he, he's phoning it in for cash. Okay, now, Brendan, are you enjoying it now? No, I am not. <laughs> I am livid. I am livid. Yes, it's okay. trash TV. Yes, it's candy. It's garbage. It's what we need to inject into our okay. veins right now. But this morning, I have listened to your heart poisoning because I was subjected to music that makes me want to go rob a liquor store. Oh, I see. That's a good point. It's the music. It's the music. It's the music that gets in the way. Okay. I I know we're going to, this is the only thing we're going to jump ahead on. But when I'm like, when you're like being rude to Pat Benadar and acting like, you're 32 and you don't know Pat Benadar. Yeah, like, yeah, that was crazy. And it's a great song. You mm-hmm. got a great song. And like, just stop being a psycho for a sec. Like, Brendan. We're, we're going to jump ahead. I wanted, I wanted to track down Brandon last night when he said the words, that's just not my jam about Pat Benatar. I wanted to go online. Yeah. I wanted to do some detective work. I wanted to find him and I wanted to beat him like a dog in the street. Okay, I wanted to put on a mask and go over to his house and kill now, him. I'm going to tell you this, and this is what you need to remember. Mm-hmm. He is a sniper, so you might want to tread lightly here because I actually, looking at the madness and how he interacts with these ladies, he could come after any of us. So I'm going to say, Brandon, I think you're great. I'm ready to die. I'm, I'm going to go you, give him COVID-19. I think you're great, Brandon. Just keep doing what you're doing, Brandon. Like, I just think, you know, he, he kind of buried the lead. We we're dealing with a LA4 with anger issues. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They, he did bury the headline. He's a hothead in LA4 with a temper. Okay. Which means I'm fearless and I'm coming for you, Brandon, with like, every Pat Benatar record under my fucking arms. <laughs> that was a great song. It's no hell it's is for children, song. but it's a great song. It's yes. a great song. I mean, what was my favorite Pat Benatar? There was a, I had an album of Pat Benatar. I had like the full. You better run. You better hide. You better leave from my sides. No, that wasn't it. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I'm going to look That's up. not it. That's not it. But I, I'm going to look. I am going to Google Pat Benatar for one hot second. Pat Benatar um, hits is what I'm going to Google. Pat Benatar hits. It's just what I thought I would be doing in 2020. Okay. We've got, oh, we've got Love is a Battlefield. God, there's so many. Shadows of the Night. Shadows of the Night was the 
one. That was it. Hell, hell is we're for children. Tell, tell grandma you fell off the swing. Come on. We're running with the shadows of the night. So baby, take, oh, I'm going to sing like Brandon all the time. <laughs> 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 like you had Bell's palsy? We'll be true in the end. Bana, now, 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 now. I was like seven. Dancing like a stripper because of solid gold dancers. I was like, yeah, like, oh, girl. Great, that that, that song was awesome and better than being a Swifty. Oh, I <laughs> like Taylor Swift, so I am a Swifty. Okay, here we go. No. I love her. I love her. No range. I don't, hate, I don't hate her, but it's not like, did you think that Taylor Swift song was particularly a good song I love song that, that song. Show? I love that song. I love oh, that God. song. Oh, I love that video. I love that yeah. song. I listened to it over and over in my car when it came out last winter. I love right. it. Right, okay, here we go. Um, okay. You're my, 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 my. It's a beautiful song. Okay, here we go. So we're starting out. And we have Savannah and Brandon. And she goes, I woke up with so much gratitude. Savannah, this is the uh, yoga gal that he's with. I just believe what Brandon and I have, you know, this is just, he's the rock for me during this experience. And then we see... Julia and Sheridan, and she is pounding wine at breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> trying to drink the crazy, she's so crazy, drink the crazy and the feelings away. And she's like, wow, we performed in front of Kesha. We just click. And, but her eyes were kind of closed, and she's just like so batshit in the way that Jessica Messica is from Love is Blind. Um, now, Brendan has been doing that with us on our Patreon. Don't you think that Julia could be played by? Jessica, Brendan. A hundred thousand percent. And Julia would also do well on Paradise. But she is not physically attracted to Sheridan. We said that from the goddamn beginning, she cannot see past those giant choppers and that mound of hair. Yes. He just doesn't. You did do this podcast with Rob. I did. Yeah. And I he, make such a blackout. And she just can't. She can't sing herself in love giant with, with those rings, giant ring horse teeth. He went to like Claire's boutique and he bought every rocker ring that he could get at like Urban Outfitters. The Somehow ring. there's a Miller's Outpost near Sheridan, and that's where he's getting all his clothes. <laughs> So then she's like, um, so then in comes the robot that's Chris Harrison and they've got a little earbud in and he's like, okay, everyone, lovers, singers, we're not handing out new songs today. Oh, no, no. Chemistry is what matters the most. And if chemistry is not there, well, so here's the thing. You have the opportunity to switch partners and we're going to be going on dates, but not with the person that you think, but only three of you, only three of you are going on dates. Yeah. Jamie and Ryan, because ABC is like, no, you will be the couple. We picked you first. This was the couple we wanted. We made you go to Capitol <laughs> Records. We've literally kept trying to make it be Jamie and Ryan. They were like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> then we have Chris and Rudy, just so it's not so obvious that they're trying to force Jamie and Ryan and Julia and Brandon together. So they're like, okay, we'll just throw them one fake out. Like this one, right. whatever. This is an irrelevant throwaway. We'll send them with binoculars to a, a dirt pile. And then we have Julia and Brandon and her undercarriage did like backflips of excitement. Like the second she, she's like, Brandon, oh no, it'll be great. Sure, it's going to be great. It's just going to give me clarity. It's just going to be, 
I've grown to very much dislike Julia. Katie Levine, give me your thoughts on Julia. She sucks. She hated Sheridan. She pretended to like him. She strung him along. I kind of think he actually thought she liked him, which makes it so much more sad. And if you remember, she kept being like, she's not here for the right reasons. She's faking yeah. it. It's like, you are openly saying to everybody, you don't want Sheridan. Like, yeah. you've openly been faking it. And then you, when the bit, when bitch got cut, she's like, oh, I should have stayed with Sheridan. Like, yeah. yeah. But the show, terrible. Yeah. the show is also so mean for doing this. Like, yes. It was cool. Um, I also keep thinking that Jamie is someone at ABC's niece that they're like, we're going to make Jamie a star. And we really feel like the best chance for her to be a star is if she's with Ryan. Like, I feel like she's someone's niece, Brendan. Yeah. You know who keeps getting in the way of that? Jamie. Oh my God. Oh my God. 100%. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie is somebody's adorable niece who probably is talented, yeah. who's a disaster. Anna Hosnia, give me your thoughts on the Jamie and the Julia of it all. Uh, yeah, I think Jamie's just too young. I, I feel Absolutely. Like ready for this. She doesn't have the experience to do this and like how to um, compartmentalize in any way. Uh, yes. Julia is every, like, Julia is like, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that Julia actually had a family back home that she lied about and left to come yes, to the show. Yes, There's yes. like a son or she's, daughter in the, at home being like, mommy? Because- you're right. She's divorcee. Who's like, I'm going to be young again. She's like yeah. 48 and she's got to be free. Brendan. Uh, to Tana's a point, I feel like uh, Jamie could have used a season of Below the Deck or Road Rules or just some <laughs> some house show set somewhere in the Hamptons. Just get get some yeah, reality TV. Ex- yeah, get some summer house experience under your belt. Then come into this big time experience. I know. It seems, it seems to me that Jamie is getting younger every episode. <laughs> it's like she started at 21 or 22. In the next episode, she was She's 18. 15, Last yeah. episode, she was 15. She's and the and next half. episode is going to be illegal. Can you believe Heitner, she is the same age that I was when you and I met. And I was playing like an office lady. Like, like I, right. I feel that I was, even though I'm a silly person, that I was much more mature than that. Oh, of course, but I might, and not to take away a credit from you, but almost all people are more mature <laughs> than she is. I mean, she keeps getting younger and younger. Now she can't even perform. There's no joy of performing in her. She's terrified. Yeah, she's terrified. Everything is just about fear-based, and this and, isn't going to happen for me, uncle, like a like a 15-year-old. And her uncle works in sales at ABC's, and she's at ABC, and she's like, this is my big chance. Side note, uh, speaking of Summer House on Bravo, I've had so many of my favorite reality TV friends who like love reality. Everyone is like, you have to watch Summer House. I'm throwing that as a hat in the ring. It's a potential next show that we do on Patreon because everyone I know who watches Summer House loves it. Have you watched it, Brendan? No, 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 no. Nothing about it. No, no. People love it. It's like it's like a. Every person I Anna, would you have any interest in watching Summer House? Sure, I'd watch it. Great, we'll I'd that. watch anything. Let's okay. I'm putting that out there. Listeners, email us. Tell tell us your thoughts. Rosepodcast at gmail dot com. Okay, so then we have um, so there's no new songs, and she's like Julia's like this is going to be good. We're just going to get extra extra closure. It's just going to be a cleansing. Um, and then he, and she's like and and. Sheridan was so sweet. I Sheridan grew on me more and more, except for he didn't have a pair until the very end. But he was like, you know, I know normally that she goes for dicks, not the nice guys. And like, he just knew what was happening. And by the way, that's yeah. 
every reality show. Um, Chris, Chris goes and he's singing some song that he's written on the piano. It was the first time he didn't have a beautiful voice and he was singing, I'm changing. It was like, he was playing the piano and it was like, he has such a beautiful voice. And it was the first time that I was like, Brendan, what did you think? Again, anytime there's music, I'm out. Anytime there's music, I reached for an edible or a glass of beer (laughs) (laughs) and just had to numb myself. Flying by the end. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was very difficult. I know that Mickey did not set up the show for Mr. Brandon Smith. He yeah. did not keep me in mind when he was creating this in his lab. <laughs> but <laughs> it's still the onslaught of any time anyone sits down at a piano. I just want to eat my coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what? How do you feel about this? Well, I think that guy has Chris is his name. He has yes. the best voice on the show. Would we He's agree? Got a beautiful. Yes, I, I I do agree with that. I think Ryan also that first week that Ryan was at um was at Capitol Records when he sang yeah. John Ry- that John Mayer song, which was just in his key. He well, also, it was also like his favorite song in the world. But he has a good voice too. They both yeah. Chris and Chris and Ryan, I think, are the two best singers. Um, yeah, okay, there's no so, doubt. How did we miss, just talk about Chris, I want to backtrack to earlier episodes. Do you ever feel like, what's his girl's name? Bree. 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 Do you ever feel like there was any footage of them falling in love or getting a vibe together? Or were they just sitting next to each other and it just worked out that way? Like, I don't think there's ever any footage of the two of them having a vibe. That's a good point. I think... She just made up her mind. Like, I think she's had her, I think she just decided. Katie, do you remember any footage? No. I think that it was just, I think you're right. It was just like, well, we're well, there together. Up. You're my noodle buddy in the pool. Brendan. It, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, of a nuclear topic, too, because I, I could feel Mickey being very uncomfortable by that situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, calling down to the set and being like, hey, is there a way we could get Bree to go on a date with somebody else? What do you think? Just throw that out Ryan. there. How about with Ryan? Well, they they made Chris go on another date. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> then we have Natasha is flirting with Matt as Rudy leaves. Natasha, Anna, Anna has an ongoing theory that it's, it's a very easy to get behind theory that Natasha is clearly a producer plant. <laughs> Everything about her is <laughs> producer plant. But you know what? Her she, her voice is so good that I welcome the plant. Yeah. Uh, but her being like, well, I'm going to put on a bikini and like, if my guy's going on a date, well, then let's get to know you boys. Anna, well, did you, her, her, her body's not horrible either. I mean, no, she I has mean a, she's, I'm literally like looking at her and listening to her and thinking like, why are you not a star? Like, exactly. So talented. She's too good for this. Like, she doesn't need this show. She and- does. She's in her 30s. It hasn't happened yet. She yeah. probably she did do the Pussycat Dolls show. So she it might be like I think it's harder to become a, fa- a famous singer than we know. I think it's incredibly hard. Yeah. So maybe she's like, all right, I'll try this. And you know what? She's shining. She's so good at the drama. Too. Like she knows exactly what to say and do at any moment. Like literally, like any moment, she's like. So what do you think about this? And they're like spiraling. Because they're all children. She's like an adult woman, yeah. Bond villain. She'd be great in Paradise, Brandon. Yeah, uh, I agree with Tana's theory about her being a producer plant. There's a very specific moment in last night's show. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to where yeah. it was very clear that the produ- <laughs> all the producers involved were riding her into the situation like a Trojan horse. So <laughs> zero question about that. But she's probably the most fun person to drink with outside of the cast. Do you know what I'm saying? Rudy. Rudy, I bet is fun. Rudy 
can, she will throw an ashtray at your head, but she's fine. Yeah, Rudy's crazy. Right. Rudy's crazy, but she'll get hammered with you, but she will then fight with you. And Savannah is the absolute best paradise contestant that they've had on this particular show, bar none. So I expect <laughs> to see her on paradise. Heitner would have made out with Savannah. Heitner would have made out with Natasha. Heitner would have gotten hammered with Rudy, fought with Rudy, and maybe had a sloppy kiss with Rudy. Am I like I all of that. The yeah. only one I wouldn't, the only one I wouldn't touch is Julia. She is, she is the devil. She is yes, the, she the is deepest, a- most devil woman that I've seen on any of these shows. It is so. Um, just as a big head. I just got a Huge text. Head. I just got a text from my adult brother, who is wonderful and is a professional man. It says, "Do you know whatever became of your sticker collection?" That just got texted to me on my computer screen while we were talking. It's <laughs> like, ah, well, are you looking for a strawberry sticker, Alaric? Do you need a rainbow? Like, is there a scratch and sniff from the eighty? Like, why are you? Why do you? Ask, you don't have a. Why do you ask? <laughs> what? Well, where do you have your sticker collection? It's in or is my that closet. It's in my closet in Rhode Island. I'll text him back. Hold, please. Okay, it's in my closet in Rhode Island. Why do you ask? You know, um, I've gotten several texts during this. Should I? Should I read them? No, I just. Well, you know, Alaric. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so then we have crazy Rudy is so jealous that Natasha's going to be there fluting with her man. She's like, I have problems. I'm jealous. It's like, yeah, we've already seen that. Yeah. And then we have um, Jamie and Ryan go on a date dressed like cult leaders. I, th- I was so grateful when I saw that. But they weren't even at a real spa. They were just put in like these weird robes. Brendan. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. think they didn't leave the compound. And I believe that... We shot a show that I wrote on many, many years ago. I believe that we shot at that exact same house. We know where it is. It's the uh, Hummingbird Nest Ranch. It's near. Is that it? It's near. That's it. Um, it's up near Chatsworth. Yep. Uh, we shot there. We shot that there show. for a week for my boys. Yeah. Uh, and, and the setting, it was supposed to be a resort in Arizona. Um, right. and, and, and it, may, and it looks, it's, it's beautiful, stunning. but it looks huge, obviously, like everything. It looks huge on TV, but it's, it's actually not that big when you're there. It looks huge. It, it's not. I mean, it's, it's really nice. It's also hot as balls up there off the 118 freeway. For those of you listening outside the city of Los Angeles. You know what? Your chats were at least six. You're at least a chats were six. <laughs> I could do well. I could do well I in chats worth. I think you might be a chats worth eight. Yeah, especially if there's a Don Cucos up in Chatsworth. I feel like I could really own that scene up there. What's a Don Cuco? <laughs> Just a good Mexican restaurant. Oh, my God. Happy Cinco de Mayo, by the happy, way. Happy, happy Cinco de Mayo. I just said by Arden Van Amridge Marine, just as every – I just – I got to tell you, I, God, I miss tacos. I miss – I love a taco. Anyway, um, so then we have – by the way, Jamie's on her date at the spa in her robe with the reddest lipstick and full face of makeup on it was anna you pointed out her makeup didn't you send yeah that's text? real bad it yeah like full faye dunaway face she looks mm-hmm. like a porcelain doll like those creepy ones that they like paint their faces and she's uh-huh. adorable you're like you're like you just want to give her like i'm i'm no expert but you want to send her to like the mac counter to get like one little quick lesson well um, she's really young too oh so what, what young. she needs is a face cloth yeah 
Yeah. Um, so then we have, so then on the date with Sheridan and Julia, they go to the, the Roxy. They're like literally trying to give her her dream date. They, the other yeah. people are sent to a pile of rocks and handed a robe for the, at a non-spa spa. <laughs> and then these two, these two ding-dongs get to go to the Roxy where they meet up with Joe Krause, a song, like, like who seems to be a legitimate songwriter, Brendan. No, seems to be a guy who works uh, at Forage on Sunset in Silver Lake. <laughs> seems to be a guy who has the soap tent at the Atwater Village Farmer's Market on Sundays. <laughs> Seems to be a PA on the show who they needed to be a quote unquote songwriter for this goddamn date. <laughs> I told you you guys would like each other. I was right. And by the way, may I say also to people outside the city of Los Angeles, the Roxy is not a date location. Yeah. Kudos to the art department for dragging in a bunch of sofas and a little coffee table to set up a dining situation in front of a tiny rock club. But it made me mad. And I know it should make me mad. It's cute. And we're supposed to fall in love. But. All right, Brendan, you don't have to do another one of these. You're out. But I know you're going to finish it. You're going to finish. The Roxy's not a date place. It's, it's like, not a date place. If you're both having a Pabst Blue Ribbon with a spittoon next to you, then yeah, that's a date place. <laughs> okay, so then, so then, um, so then they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna write a song. Um, it might be wrong. We might be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't pursue it. If it's there, oh no, that's what she's saying. She's like, you know what? It might if it's just if I'm, it might, you know, if it's there, we're doing ourselves a disservice. If we don't pursue it. And then um, Sheridan is like, I am all in on this. And then Julia, I wrote, not twenty seven. She's wearing white sneakers, like mom sneakers, as if she was in Working Girl in like nineteen eighty five. And she was <laughs> Melanie Griffith, and she wore her pumps on the Staten Island ferry. No, she wore her like white sneakers, but even not even cool. They weren't like cool, like um, you know, Ky- Kylie white sneakers that were like streetwear. They were actually like white LA gear sneakers that she was wearing. Yeah. Did you notice those, Steven? Uh, you're sneakers. talking about the outfit she had, yeah, had yeah. on when she went on the date? Yes. Yeah, I noticed. And, and then the, the the skirt just didn't seem right for her because she's in her 30s and stuff. Not that I guess that's no. ageism, but it just didn't seem right. No, it was truly, it's like you're not, you're not Gigi Hadid wearing like your cool, <laughs> you, can't, you can't wear your like normcore cool street wear. Like you actually look like somebody's mom that's like, like, hey, my, my, my arches are killing me. I'm going to come to the soccer game. I'm going to put my sneakers on. Yeah. So she goes and, um, and Let me ask you about as we go to that date, and we we haven't dis- I haven't discussed him much. Is is uh, what's the guy's name? Brent- Jordan, Brandon. 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 Is Brandon. what is the appeal? He is the lowest form of life, and he doesn't <laughs> seem that good looking to me. He doesn't seem like he has a sense of humor. What is the appeal? I mean, we've talked about this a lot, and I'll get to you one second, Brandon. I see you. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, like, he is a real sniper, and I'm wondering if there's. Like a like the like danger like sexy something like I don't know Brendan. He's a bad boy. He's going to sleep with your best friend, yeah. and then he's going to sleep with your other best friend when you lose the and other that's the it. first that's best the friend. Appeal. No, he's a bad. He's the bad boy of the show. I mean, let's look at who do we have? We have Ryan, who's absolutely a. 
adorable, but he's like Harry Pottery. Like he's right. cute as a button. He's Harry Potter. He's not an alpha. Then we have Sheridan, who is sweet as can be, and actually I think very handsome. But like, it is a lot of teeth and ha- like. He's, he's he has so nice eyes, doesn't he? I think he's actually very handsome. I think he's almost so sweet that like these that he's not gonna like fuck them over. Like he's like a right. nice, you know, he's not dangerous. He couldn't be sweeter. Then we have Chris, who's very sweet also, but like is a more gentle giant. Like, you know, these are not so this is like your one alpha male, former marine, like is there any other guy that's left? Who else is left? Am I missing somebody? Oh no, that Matt. Matt Trevor. Adorable. Matt. Oh, yeah, Trevor. Trevor, who I think is a cheat. I believe that. And but Trevor's, Trevor's cute, but Trevor's all locked in on Jamie. But I can see you. That's my point. I can see Trevor, yeah. like, luring the girls yeah, in because he's kind of good looking. He's got I a nice way. Brendan's, I love Ryan. A, Brendan's like a, a devil. No, I know. He's the most alpha. I think he's the only, I think he's the only true alpha. With a tinge of bad boy, and Sheridan said it. Because Sheridan's whole tack with Julia was to be the good guy because she's gone for the bad guy her whole life. And, and he said it on the show. I'm going to show her yeah. that good guys are okay. Yeah. He was wrong. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back. The eagle has landed. And we're back. Um, yeah, so they, they write this song. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we have Sheridan is singing a song that he's made up, written, called My Expense, how it's all at his expense. <laughs> Another <laughs> piano song, so we know that Brendan was having more edibles and wine. And um, uh, Savannah is nervous. Rudy comes back and immediately hugs Matt. Um, and then um, there's Julia, and they're still at the Roxy. And they write a song called Clarity. It's a mystery. Only when to get there through you and me. I'm too old to be sleeping. They rhyme the words on with on. I'm too old to be (laughs) sleeping with a light still on. Fighting change, but still moving on. That's not that hard of a word to rhyme with, on. Um, No, this is why I told you that I got listened to your heart poisoning at the beginning of this (laughs) podcast. Yeah. They rhyme and, and, and why why the kid from Forage on Sunset was uh, f- why the kid on Forage on Sunset couldn't help them write a good song. You're right, Anna. What did you think of that song? Um, not much at all. <laughs> they were like, "Wow, we're really nailing this," and I was like, "I don't. I would not listen to this." It sounded okay until they started rhyming the same words at the same words. Stephen, what did you think? Well, you know, I wasn't even listening to the song. I was so kind of taken with the lack of chemistry that the two of them have. Did you think that? that? Well, yeah. And then the fact that that date ended with him saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to be with you. It's like, based on what? Not only did the song suck, but the two of you suck together. Like, what, what, what chemistry? Well, they start making out. And, um, that, and you don't and, need chemistry for that. And then she starts, <laughs> <laughs> that true story. So then she starts shivering. She's like, Oh my God, I'm falling for Brandon. I want to end up with Brandon. And then he puts like his jacket around her. She's like, 
<laughs> you know, it's like Calabasas. It's like 190 degrees. <laughs> and he's like, talk soon. We're going to talk. We're going to be okay. It's okay. Okay. She goes, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. <gasps> and then she, and then, by the way, in the in between, ABC keeps running the, please date our new bachelorette, Claire Crawley. And I'm going to put up yeah. this photo from a brothel in 1983 when Make the Rhinestones, <laughs> like a, a romance cover from the 80s. I mean, the photo, they're not doing her any service. Steve Heidner, what do you think of the ads for please date Claire Crawley? Well, what's the problem? They can't get people. They can't get people who want to uh, boost their Instagram. All Anna, of a sudden, you can't get anybody on the show. Nobody wants to date her. Anna, you go take it. Uh, Well, I mean... She also um, tweeted out that she didn't like her current group of guys that they got. And we I did have a real dud batch. We saw the photos. It was dregs. You're like, oh, it was like, well, are they age appropriate? No, they're like 22. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. They want to be on there. They want to get Instagram followers. So she asked more people to apply, which is I think she's pressuring them to get different guys. Well, okay. what was the idea? Look, let's go back to their original thinking. What's what was the thinking on her anyway? That oh, let's do one a little older. But then, if yep. you're going to do that, wouldn't you use guys that are a little older as the group? I think nobody applied. I don't think anybody applied. I think that that's seems impossible. Keep, that I think seems literally impossible. that's why they keep begging. I think people don't know who she is, and I think because it was so because her season was six years ago. So I think it's like. She's 38, and then so you have to get a 38-year-old man that watches it and is like knows what it is and would apply. So it's probably he's probably divorced. You know, like I don't know. It's just like it's like a, it's a very it's not somebody who like that age group wouldn't think. Oh, I'm going to go become an influencer. They probably already have a job. You know what I mean? Well, well like, now that now that unemployment's at 24 percent, maybe <laughs> they'll have a little bit more luck finding. They a keep running guys. ads, Brendan. I'm ready um, if you guys will sponsor me and maybe we start a GoFundMe <laughs> campaign with all the listeners of uh, Will You Accept This Rose. I'm ready. A 52-year-old man, I'm ready. I'm ready, and I don't need Instagram followers. Do you want us to, do you want us to submit you? I think you should just take a screenshot of me right now with these giant, <laughs> these giant bags under my eyes because I've been drinking for the last 47 days in a row. <laughs> Claire, I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> I hope you I hope you like the circle jerks, the Ramones, Fear, Black Flag, X. I'm gonna party down. I'm gonna do things a little differently, but I'm gonna be a lot of fun. You know what? You're so fun. Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Hey guys, who wants a gummy? I feel good about it. Okay, so then um, Julia goes in and she pulls Sheridan aside and starts whispering. And oh my god, I'm sorry. But I need it. And I know that after today, I can't. He's like, what? You can't what? Yeah. I, I just, I just, I feel like, I just, I can't. He's like, what, 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 what can't you do? She goes, I don't know why you're being so mean about it. Yeah. And then she says this. It's just so hard to know what to do. And then she goes, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think that I feel that I can get there with you. I, and then he goes, okay, well, I wish you the best. And she literally does this. <sighs> Wait, so that's it? You're just leaving? Like she stopped on a dime. Her yeah. insane. <sighs> and then when he was like, okay, all right, good luck to you. I'm out. And she's like, wait, you're going to walk away? And he's like, well, 
I've done my best. I, do, I literally don't know what you want from me. I do care about you. And then he starts laughing and she goes, she, he goes, look, I'm sorry that it's hard to hear anything from you. And, she, and she's like, what are you doing so mean? He goes, just know that this isn't easy. I'm not trying to laugh in your face. I'm laughing so that I don't cry. And then he finally leaves. But I was so happy that he grew a pair. Well, it took a while. And at first when she says, I can't believe you're being so mean, I couldn't believe he apologized in that situation initially. Yeah. Then he stood up. And then she says, I can't believe you're going to leave. And yeah. he sits back down and I'm just going crazy. I'm like, first of all, more of her witch uh, world that she could possibly consider herself the victim in this moment in I any know. way. I and know. then the fact that he again did both things she asked. I know. Brendan. I screamed out loud when he first said, okay, I'm gone and started walking away. I was so yeah. happy for and, him. And, I was so happy for him. My lady friend, Julia Wallace was like, why are you screaming? And I said, because he's breaking the code. He's just going to leave. Go, go, yeah, go. Yeah. And when he turned around, I just assumed that production was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Steve, go to one. Steve, go to one. We got to stop Sheridan from leaving that goddamn living room. Do not let him leave that living room. I just, I really felt that every PA and every sound person got in the way of him they leaving got, they got and said, PA. you go back in there. They you get the back in there. Jack from the Roxy's to stop yeah. being a songwriter. Just stop sharing. Yeah, Jeff, go to three. Jeff, go to three. Is Steve in the van? Where the fuck is Steve? <laughs> <laughs> because it, yeah. it, I, I wanted him to walk, uh, drop the mic and walk away I and know, do what reality show does not do, which is be real and just get the fuck out of there. I just kept thinking like, bitch, like, like he, like you did all of this. You are the asshole. He is a sweetie pie who just has got his urban outfitters look and he wants to be a rocker. Like let him, what do you want? What do you want from him? Like, the thing him about her, how, how evil she is, is both, he had both of those instincts. One, he wasn't being nice to her anymore. Yep. And then two, he got up to leave and she had an immediate answer for both of those. I it's know. in her nature. It's who she is. It's she didn't terrible. stumble on either of those. No, she's such a dick and it's horrible because she's like this lady this poor lady who like has cystic fibrosis she works for the cystic fibrosis foundation you're like at first she she looks kind of like renee zellweger and and uh jerry Maguire. Yeah. and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. you're like okay cool like yes you're 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 living your life and you're like healthy are you doing like yes i'm rooting for you and then it's like Stop being such a piece of shit. <laughs> she is. She is the lowest of the low. Terrible. And you, we talk about all these different uh, shows. I can't think of someone, in my opinion, as low as she is. And the oh only thing that brings me joy is that she gets that dirt back. The fact yes. that she, that's exactly she did who have she it come deserved. up with. She got she did it to herself. She yeah. did it to herself. Tana, what do you think? Do you think that she did it to herself? Tana. Yeah, I think she um, she went for the bad boy who was clear. Like, he was definitely more interested in Savannah, but was like, well, guess I'll just work with I got. And uh, she fucked herself. And uh, part of it, she wasn't, she didn't deserve it in the end because she wasn't being truthful. She wasn't being yeah. cool. And she was going, like, she blamed every woman around yes. her own yeah. problems when the guys were the like being yeah. shady yeah so then okay so well, then- hold on hold on the guys were being shady but her problem was her 
Not Brandon. She she is the shadiest of them all. Oh my gosh, she's the worst. But then she kept blaming blaming the other women too. Like yeah. she she has yeah. no accountability. There is no self awareness. Not a fan. Okay, so then um, so then he leaves, and um, so then um, he's in the car, and he says, "I just think she's been with a lot of dick guys, and maybe she needed one more. She clearly she did one more asshole like to." You know, I was trying. Okay, to nice I got a problem with that too. In a, in a way, he's still making excuses for her. I, right? Then I felt instead so, of he has low self esteem. He says, "I think something must be wrong with me if I'm consistently not enough for the people that I'm with." It broke my heart, Sheridan. I came fully. I was fully all in on you. I think you were a gentleman from beginning to yes. end. I think you're adorable. I think you're talented. I thought you were a good partner, and you should know your worth. And like some lady is going to be so happy to be with you. Do you? Okay, but there, let's not say that he didn't. Now you're making me think there were things he was doing that, as a guy, you're like, oh, dude. Like sometimes early, early episodes. I know there's only six of them, but um, yeah. he was like, he'd just be standing next to her, petting her arm. It's like, dude, that uh, (laughs) women don't dig the petting the arm. (laughs) Brandon. I felt, and I think I said this on the first episode, I felt like he was cast by the producers as a guy who could get eliminated in week one or two easily. And they would have zero emotional connection with them at all. Do you know what I mean? Like there's always contestants on all these shows that are just chum, that are just chum to throw in the water for the sharks. And the fact that he made it this far, I feel like it was sort of like, oh, Sheridan's still around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so he lasted longer than than they ever thought. So they changed the rules to make sure they got rid of him. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, yes, a hundred percent. And that's why they have six different producers for six different episodes. Okay, so then we have. I did feel badly for him when he said that. So then we have Savannah and Brandon, and she's like, "Wow, it's hard to be this present." Um, um, and so, oh yeah, she's with Savannah and he's like, and he is, no, I'm afraid of him. I'm like, not even joking that I am afraid of Brandon. And so I'm going to just say what happened. I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm just going <laughs> to read the fact. He said that Julia still has feelings for me and I think I still have feelings. And then she, he says, I'm 95% in this. And then she goes, how am I supposed to feel right now? And then he goes, how do you want to feel right now? And then, um, and then she's like, I want to feel like I've been chosen. And then he says, we have a lot of work to do on our communication. And then she says, are we doing anything? Or are you and Julia doing something? And then he goes, you deserve everything you want, sweetie. And then she starts walking. Yes, yeah, sweetie. Sweetie. And then she starts walking away. She goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, and, then, and, then, and then he switches and goes, I wanted to work out with Savannah. What do I need to do to fix this? My choice is you. Even though I just said I want to work it out with Julia, I'm now saying yeah. my choice is you. I'm here for you, sweetie. And, um, and then he says, you have you something, something, something you have asked, sweetie. And his eyes were dead and he was talking to her and she (laughs) says, I don't trust you. I don't want to figure this out. This isn't for me. And then she leaves and she's like, hi guys, I'm leaving. And then she left and got in an SUV with no suitcase. I am so afraid of him that I'm not going to comment. I'm going to let Brendan, who has no fear, take it. Yeah. Come after me, Brandon. 
I live in North Hollywood, not far from Little Tony's Pizza. You'll often find me at the Jersey Mike's on the corner of Vineland, Camarillo, and Lancashire. I got no fear. Glad you served your country, but you're a you're a putz. You're a putz for hating Pat Benatar, and you treated Savannah. Like a dog, as the president would say, you treated her like a dog. Yes. Now, the passive voice that this uh, patriot used really drove me bonkers. And I, I was wondering if the, it, the gaslighting was happening in real yeah. time. I couldn't believe it. Again, I said to my lady's friend, I said, he's gaslighting her. Every Is which that way. It? Every which way. It's like, a, but the, got, the, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got queen. You, sweetie. I, even though I just said I want Julia, I'm in it with you, sweetie. Like, Ladies, did you guys think that he wanted Savannah to beg and cry for him on that spot? What was he really trying to do? That's what I... It was hard to watch. Question. And it did feel like it did feel like there was some power getting off on something in a fucked up power way. That's what I thought, that he, he wanted to reduce her to tears and like I love you and you can't leave me and please I want to record with you or whatever it was but she wasn't doing it I had a lot of respect for her in those moments too too. Uh, me I was so proud yeah and I didn't I didn't like her and I didn't like her me me neither what Brandon was doing there I think a little bit is there there are these guys and sometimes women do it but I feel like guys do it more where they do that thing where if they stay calmer they're obviously dealing with the situation better it's than you are so angry like that cut oh oh no just take it down Well he said that he said can we have a talk like adults I yeah. can't. And that's so crazy making. Anna what do you think he wanted like as a lady what do you I, I, what do you think he wanted Brandon Yeah I think he wanted Savannah and him to go far, but I don't think but he. Do you think he wanted her to beg and for his forgiveness to say like, what was he trying? Because he was manip- He was gaslighting her right and left, and he did it on purpose. It was not an accident that he said, "I want Julia. I want you." No, sweetie. Like, what did he? Yeah, I think that? he wanted her to just give in and be like, "Well, if you choose me." Then I'm, you know, she. I think he just wanted her to give in to him being like, "I you." I choose you and her being like, okay, I'm okay. It was like like watching a psychologically damaging relationship and watching a woman like him wanting to reduce herself. Yeah. I got you and now you're with me. Like, and then watching Savannah who I couldn't believe I my heart was going out to Savannah who came on the show, like the hot chick who was going to choose whoever she wanted to choose. And now yeah. all of a sudden, you know, she's just uh, no, he was da- he curled was- up in a ball in the fetal position behind a potted plant. <laughs> he was a dirty <laughs> dog. He was, I did not like, it made me uncomfortable to watch a woman get attempt, uh, he att- how he was talking to her. And then the, but the sheer fact that she extricated herself, I, again, I very much was rooting for her. Katie, what did you think? No, yeah, he sucks. He wanted them both to want him, obviously. He just like, he wanted... He wanted his cake. What is the saying? Like he wanted, he wanted it too. Yeah, it's exactly what he wanted. And I just don't get it because he's ugly and he's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> that was my point. I don't get it as either. I just don't. We keep saying bad boy, but you have to have some sort of quality. Maybe that, you know, they were they weren't shooting full body. Maybe he has the dong of death around the pool or something. The dong, I did not, <laughs> the dong of death. I did not oh see anything appealing. Um. So then Brandon, right after she leaves and he's like begged her to stay, he goes right up to Julia and goes, 
Well, I had a great day with you. Um, I'm optimistic. <laughs> and I know that we're going to do well. And then I just like write it like he just switched, like a, like a switch, flip to switch. And uh, like nothing, like there was no there there. There's no there. There's no accountability of what just happened. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then um, he goes, I'm glad we're moving forward together. And they're like, okay, here comes Chris Harrison tomorrow night at the Novo downtown. What is the Novo Theater? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's LA Live. It was, no it, it, it was Club Nokia before. They just rebranded it the Novo. Okay. So we're down, we're down right across the street from the goddamn Staples Center. Okay, so that's right. a big thing. That's a yeah. big theater. Yeah, it's legit. Um, so they're going to the Novo and Brandon gets, we belong. And he was like, mm, he was super pouty about it. And then coming and for then you, Brandon, she goes, I'm coming I'm for you. Win it. And, he, and then she, she goes, I know that he's not feeling it. Um, it was just like, it, it was just, it's a great song. And it like, and they gave it to them. Like they gave them a great song and he was so pouty about it. And it's like, okay, we belong together. If this is your journey. You guys have been apart. They've given you this great coming together song for your first mm-hmm. public song. They gave you a present and you're being a weird little baby about it. Steven Heitner thoughts. Well, I love the, first of all, I love the song. What did he call it? Some sort of eighties power ballad or he, something. Like, yeah. My mom's hairdresser. Yeah. I mean, it's a great song, but look to just, um, you know, bring this point a little further in that part over at the Novo is he just, he just, uh, he made sure he didn't go on. I mean, the performance was unbelievable. He basically just mumbled into the microphone yeah. and didn't connect with her at all. So it was yeah, really an extension, an extension of when he saw the song, his yeah. energy never changed from the moment yeah. he saw the song. True story. Brendan. Again, when he sat down, I'm blanking on who he was sitting around the table with bitching about uh, Pat Benatar. That's when my anger just got a hold of me and I had to have another edible uh, because I felt like that was totally unnecessary. And and everyone else is, is playing along and going with it and excited. You're a musician. Like, make it work. In, in the words of the immortal Tim Gunn, Make it work. Love Tim Gunn. <laughs> so then we have, so then, so then Brandon and Julia are sitting at a booth with Ryan and Natasha. And she goes, uh, Julia, plug your ears. As you know, you can't hear anything if your fingers yeah. are near your ears. And she was like, if, if Savannah, if Savannah, like here comes the producer plant shit stirring. I'm just asking, I'm just curious if Savannah, if Savannah had stayed, would you prefer to be with her? And he was like, yes, like happily as if, um, as if that's not going to just like immediately, like he, he, and he knows he's just going to gaslight and go, oh, I didn't say that. Like he can say anything he wants because he'll never have accountability about it. Steven. He's going to undercut whichever woman he's with at that time. He's going to undercut him. Ugh, so frustrating. So then, um, so then right before the, so then they all rehearse and then right before the performance, Natasha then's like, um, here we go, Anna. I just feel like you should know, like, when you put your fingers in your ears, then you totally couldn't hear us. He did say that he wanted to talk. He did say that he that wanted was, to talk. That was so she was weird. Like, she was like, what? Why would you tell me this? I mean, the time, she, I'm just saying as a friend. It's just as a friend. She was like, that does not feel like a friend. Now, she's such a drama queen, and I am not a fan of Julia. 
but it was shitty timing. Brendan. I, well, again, I got the names wrong at the beginning. This was where I felt like the producers were at play and using Natasha yeah. to script the show. It was the yeah. one of the yes. most blatant producing producer jobs plan. of the, the night. Yes. It, the I, plan. It, it was just so blatant to, because they knew that she would come unnerved and it would jeopardize her performance, which is what they wanted. So, yeah. Congratulations, and it, producers. And they did get what they wanted. Um, but what I couldn't believe, and, you know, editing is so much on these shows. Um, I guess they didn't want this or it didn't happen. But how did not every other person on that show have a moment of going, that was complete bullshit to do that to her, right? Yeah. They're all performers. 15 minutes before yeah, you exactly. perform. To yeah. say, how did not every single one of them say, that is insane. Yeah, what are you doing? What are yeah. you? Do- they're all so young, though, that they're like, and I think they're all in their own shit of freaking out because they're at the Novo. You know, they're just like, yeah, they're yeah. lost in their own thing. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. don't want because if they get sucked into it, then they have to deal with it, and they're going on in seven minutes. So it's like, right. I, I got to get out of here. So then um, she's like, I don't like this conversation. This doesn't feel good. This is vindictive. And I was like, you're right. Um, then we bring out first. We have all of the judges. We have um, Rachel and Brian. Now, Mm. a a listener emailed us to say, to look and see that a listener thought in advance last week that Brian's cheekbones have been removed, his implants. So I was looking. I feel like his implants were still there. Did he look like he still had cheek implants, Tana? Brendan, did you guys see cheek implants? I couldn't see anything beyond the hair plugs. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. Will you pull up the photo that you sent last night and see if it looks like he still has his cheek implants? And I well, they, they clearly took his tongue out because he didn't say a goddamn word the whole they, night. They cut his dick off when they're like <laughs> Rachel Lindsay and her husband Brian. Like, yeah, like we like this her second like, choice to Peter Brian. Exactly. <laughs> you know she's living her best life. You remember? Yeah, her her you trophy remember? choice. Yeah, the one that everyone went. No, you want to yeah. be with Peter. And she's really stuck to her guns. Um, then we have Andy Grammer, who seemed like a nice guy, and yeah. Tony Braxton. And then you have Brandon going, well, what did he say? It was like, Tony Braxton, boy, she commands respect. Or like, he clearly didn't know who it was. That's, I was just going to say that. He had no, he idea, had no idea who, who she was. was. And so <laughs> I was like, well, when, when Tony Braxton's in the house, you know she's paying attention. Like, there was something that was so generic. Yeah. Well, she's charismatic. I guess she's somebody. She said, you know, when Tony Braxton's around, you're going to get a lot of Tony Braxton. <laughs> uh, first of all, I think that was the first appearance in, I don't know, 20, 30 years where Tony Braxton did not show the top of her ass. Like oh. there was there was no sh- no shots of Tony Braxton's ass, which just oh, seems to be a waste that. of television. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know that that was what she was known for. Well, I will say, and I listened back three or four times. I swear to God, Chris introduced, and they get went first last time because they know they put on a great show. I swear to God, he said Hootie and Matt. <laughs> for Rudy and Matt, I swear to God, he introduced Hootie and Matt, and um. I just love watching them perform. I did want him to look at her a little more. I feel like she yeah. was locked and loaded on him, and she has a great voice. You, it's clear she's more into him than he is into her. He doesn't look at her that much, but they're still so fun to watch together. 
Stephen it feels a. like the guitar gets in the way on a on a show where they're trying to show how into each other they are. It always seems like there's a guitar in the way that they can't interact as much as they're trying to to show the judges how into each other they are. I mean, Tony had a great point, which is like at least play the guitar like you're playing her body, like at least make right. it hot and like you're right. like you know like playing some sexy song at the hot lady singer, you know, like. Brendan, what did you think? I, I know that you hate the music part. But yeah, are, but, but I can tell a good too. performance. I can, I, here's what I know. What I know is I can tell a good performance. That's She's it. She's Dana and Julia. She's Dana. <laughs> I know. We said that. We said that. I don't know if we can use this on the show, but we said it's Dana. It is. What's her last name? Goodman. It's Dana Goodman. She's yeah. a blast. She's a little bit like, she's a party girl. Yeah. I like Rudy. And you can tell she's played a lot of bar shows. You can tell she's a real musician. You can tell yeah. she's, she's a performer. She's, she puts on a show. Yeah, I, yeah they, they did great. And, and by the way, here's, uh, I can objectively say, I know what's a good performance and what's a bad performance. So I, even if I hate the song, I can tell when someone nails it. You could do worse than hiring Hootie and Matt to be your wedding band. I think they would get crowd going. Your aunt and uncle yeah. will get on the floor. Your cousins will get go- Like, they will put on a show you could do worse than hiring Hootie. And if uh, they're singing at the Brass Monkey, I might stop for a second at the bar and listen to their song for a second. Yeah, she's fun. And I feel like they're cool. They're the most chill, even though she's going to throw an ashtray at your head eventually. That's kind of what's fun about her. Yeah. Okay, so then he's not looking at her, but they were so good together. Meanwhile, backstage, Jamie goes, ugh, they're so good. It makes me want to throw up. Yeah. She's getting younger and younger. It's like an 8-year-old or an 11-year-old. It's like 6th grade. Anna, what are you thinking? Um, I agree. I don't know. Jamie is – she gets worse every episode when she, like, cries and and is, like, losing it a little. And and then – and Trevor doesn't – he doesn't seem to notice. He knows, like, every time she's, like, crying, he's just, like, practicing well, singing. Well, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? It requires so much attention. Like, how do you, like, how do you He does seem to be it? checking out with her a little bit more each episode. It's too much because she's overdoing it. You can't cry wolf so many times and not have somebody just be like, okay, it's white noise of tears. Like, this is too much. And Wait. look, they auditioned to be on this show. They all have talent. I, again, as I said earlier, I'm stunned at the lack of joy she brings to the stage. It's like- okay, we're not there yet. We're not quite there, but we're almost there. So then, so then Matt says to Rudy, you're so good at singing. It's ridiculous. He whispers in her ear, which was cute. And then they did another Claire Crawley ad. Okay. And then you're right. Now, here we are. We're at Jamie and Trevor. Yeah. She goes, I don't want to mess up. I feel like um, um, she has her eyes closed. It was just watching them sing. She's like, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let you down. And then watching her sing. And then, and then it gets worse when she throws her whole body into it. And it's trying to like... Like she's so nervous and she's clinging on him. And then when she's trying to rock the house down on like the lower level, it was so uncomfortable. Tony Braxton is like leans over to Brian. The only time he was allowed to whisper speak to somebody. And she goes, is she nervous? (laughs) And he goes, yeah. And gives a little wink. Um, And then, oh no, I'm sorry. Trevor winks at her. And I wrote down, is she someone's niece? That's when I wrote down, like, is Jamie someone's niece? And then she was freaking out and then she comes off stage and she goes, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. And then she's weeping and then he has to deal with her. And she's like, no, no. It's the worst. It was just like, 
please kick them off. Please kick them off. Steve. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems it seems to me like he's he's getting more disconnected from her each week, too, because it didn't seem like. Yeah, he wasn't trying to save her in that performance in any way. Like he was much more connected to her in the the week before his performance. And I think she's just spiraling out of control. And like, as I was making the point, you would think. With all of this stuff, maybe just lose yourself in the music. You auditioned for this show. You yeah. have talent. Yeah. Lose yourself in the freaking music. But you can't for a second. I'm going to reply to that, too. I think last week, he probably saw that she was a producer favorite, that she kept getting sent on dates. He probably mm-hmm. thought, great, this is our... And she does have a good voice. Like, okay, like, we're the little young cutie pie golden couple we're, this is ours to lose. And then they got so outmatched last week. And then like, and then she's getting more and more immature. And I think he's slowly realizing, I know ABC wants her to win, but I don't think they can do anything to actually make her win because she's going to ruin it for herself. It was hers to lose from day one by the amount of dates they gave her. And she can't get out of her own way. And I think Trevor knows that. He, he thought he had the winning hand, and he, and right. he does. Brendan. And, uh, and other people have popped through. Other performers are, are holding talented. their own. People are talented. Yeah. And, and, and to me, as someone who's not a fan of that kind of stuff that she sings, she's not enough. She's yeah. not charismatic enough to no. overcome that for me. I mean, to, you have, if you're... Just as, as far as the females go, we, you got a Rudy and you got a Natasha and you're just delivering like little girl crying on the, it's like, right. and even like Brie is grounded and has a very pretty, but like, like she's at least a woman who's grounded and falling in love. Like there is, you're, you're outmatched every time you turn around and it's mostly because of your own nerves. If you, it's not that the vocal quality, I mean, Natasha's voice is insane. But like, I just, I get the feeling that she's somebody who's never performed in public before and that all yeah. of these other people have. Yep. Um, it does seem that way. There's just no chops there. There's no 10,000 hours under the belt. There's no 10 hours under the belt. Like this right. is the first time. Um, so then Chris and Bree sing. And I have to say, I do love this song. And I thought it was very sweet. And I'm going to own, I, as your podcast host, I can own my own I'm going to take something back. Um, It may not be like it's a gentler love, but I am all in on them as a couple. I wish them well. And I think they're very sweet. And I think there's a gentleness there. And I'm going to take back. And I say, I I love that they're falling in love. And I, I enjoyed watching this. And Toni Braxton did too. She said, that's what I'm talking about. I was uncomfortable, but I loved it. I saw a connection. It was beautiful. You were singing as if there was no one in the audience. I'm not even a Swifty. And then they said, I am a Swifty. And then Chris had that beautiful falsetto at the end. And then she hugged him. And then she says to Chris, oh my God, I hugged him. I said, I love you, but he didn't hear me. And then he goes, I didn't hear but I would have Anna, you get to get speak because I know how angry she is. But I would have uh-huh. told back. And then he goes, I love you too. I never said it and I meant it. Anna, I know you have feelings about this. Take it, honey. It didn't make me angry as much of um I like left my body because of how hard I was cringing. Like it didn't feel <laughs> right. Like it was he and I, just by the way, I did say I love you and him being like, I would have said I love you back. Like it felt scripted, but then like bad acting. It just felt weird. Um, okay, Brendan. Okay. 
I thought that they had the best performance of the night just for me. Yeah. Just for me. I felt like they nailed their song. They had a great performance. Sorry. Sorry. Will you accept this rose audience members? I do not buy their coupledom. I do not think that we're going to see them a year from now in People Magazine welcoming a child into the world (laughs) or moving into a new home in Provo, Utah, where Bree is from. I don't think any of that is going to happen, but I felt like they stepped up to the plate and they nailed it. And I got a lot of respect for both of them for doing that, especially in front of Tony Braxton. You know, I find myself very bored by Brie. I just find, look, her voice is nice. She hits the notes, but there's nothing there. There's no, just, it's just not interesting. I would rather really. He's the star. He is the star of the two of them. Yeah. What I want is Natasha and Chris to be together. I want to see the two of them kill a song, and then I want to watch them have sex. Whoa. Whoa. I don't think we can make that happen, but I like that's what you want. I would did not see that going there. Katie Lane. Well, I think Natasha's smoking hot. I Yeah, I just didn't picture you putting Chris into the mix. Katie Levine. Yes, Chris, Chris has the best voice on the entire show. Yeah. 100%. I was I really mad that. because I like Taylor Swift as well, and I was really excited they were singing that song, and I was so mad because they kept – cutting to that brat oh James my god fucking That's crying fight yeah they and were I, cutting at the pretty parts oh. of the song they kept going back to jamie and i was like oh is there like some licensing thing where they couldn't actually get the full song <laughs> and they like had to cut out i think they thought they were boring so like let's get the Furious. drama brendan yeah I, i'll answer that and that as a producer of the show i'm going to tell you that what <laughs> we want is the backstage drama with Julia. That's all that we care about. The, 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 someone, they, they, Tony Braxton could have jumped up on stage and started no, that singing. that wasn't Julia. They, that was Jamie. That was no, Jamie. Right. No. But, but also Julia, there's still, there's still, there's still stuff going on backstage. That's what they're, that's what they're focused on. Okay. So then we have, um, oh, then we, so then they're talking backstage and Chris was saying how he's had depression, he had sadness, he lost his dad. We don't know any of this because we've never really seen. The only thing we know that she just broke up with somebody, her fiance. I wish yeah. my dad could be here to meet her. Um, it's somebody who's perfect for me. I feel happy for them. So then next up, we have Julia and Brandon, and they did the most awkward version of We Believe. It was watching him sing this, and then I want you to want me. Could you do two worse versions of two great songs? I mean, like right. this guy killing classic songs right and left in public so upsetting brendan smith take it away yeah just again by this point of the evening uh the green hornets uh had gotten the best of me so i was uh, on my back <laughs> what's a green hornet <laughs> oh, it's just something that you might find at uh, various and sundry stores all over the san fernando valley up and down <laughs> ventura specifically come join us at perennial on colfax and ventura Uh, uh, Yeah, look, that was horrible. This just gets into more about what is possibly the appeal of this guy, where what he did, like you said, what he did to I Want You to Want Me, it's almost impossible, almost impossible to take the fun out of that song. He he's like it looks like he's like taking a dump like he's crouched down. There's like a crouch, he's, he's on a squatty potty. There's like a crouch happening. He's coming like squatting down with his. Those jeans body. are too tight too. 
It's not. It's not a good. I think he thinks he's making a sexy singing face, but it's like Bell's palsy. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. And he's also, he was. Ba- it was the full bail. He was bailing on her completely. He ba- barely looked over at her. He sang. He, you know, he was just horrible in the in the way he was singing. And it was just yeah. like was the full culmination of what a piece of crap this dude is. Brendan, um, can we talk about the dress? The outfit, the weird doctor's outfit that she oh, was wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the white lab Katie, coat. Katie Livian, get in here. Katie's head is shaking. I think <laughs> I, I think she's she's so misguided and trying to have like our our little sweet Debbie Ryan. She can wear just a white blazer and boots and look smoking. She can right. wear those white stupid sneakers and look hot and cool. Most of us are not Debbie Ryan, and we can't wear that. Katie Levine, take it. She looked like the manager of like a really bad hotel. <laughs> One that's like trying really hard to be hip, but everything kind of smells right. weird. Yes. And yeah. you're just like the continental <laughs> breakfast is terrible. You're right. It's like somebody yeah. that we would have to deal with, Steve, if we were touring with stand up. <laughs> that like as we're right. checking into like not even At a the double tree. Like naughty, at best case scenario. I remember staying with Howard Hughes at a Days Inn that wasn't even the Days Inn. It was the Day Inn, and they'd stolen the <laughs> logo from the Days Inn, and it was like a standalone uh, Day Inn. It was bad. Okay, yeah, she's the W Hotel in Northridge. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then they're like, "Wow, he." I wrote "shit in pants, ugly singing face" is what I wrote. Um, no chemistry. So Rachel's like, "I don't think they have any chemistry," and then. Um, Brandon, so at the end, Brandon goes, I just want to say it was the best decision I made. New confidence. Because we were like, you know, we we're finally performing. They're like, well, I'm glad you said that, but it still felt like disjointed karaoke and that you weren't that right. into each other. And then um, she was, and they're like, and then Tony Braxton says, I thought you guys just had a fight and she was trying to make up with you and you just weren't having it. And then afterwards he goes, how are you, sweetie? And she goes, not well. And then she's like, you abandoned me up there. And then she said, I don't know if I made the right decision. I felt really disconnected from you. And I'm like, that bitch wishes she picked Sheridan. Just like, what an asshole. At least own it. At least own your shitty decision. Like, don't then go, oh, I should have picked the nice guy. Like, you don't, there's a camera on you. We can hear you being this awful person. Brendan Smith. Yeah. You made your bed, babe. That's the bottom line. You made your bed. Stephen Heitner. Well, you know, when they did that little backstory that all the judges said, oh, I'm glad I have the backstory now. It was the worst backstory in the world. And the (laughs) idea that, well, we we were with other people, but we needed each other so much that we left other people so we could finally be together. And well, there you go. That's why there's no chemistry. Dude. And then we have, okay, so then we have next up, there's uh, Natasha and Ryan. They were singing the song by Ray LaMontagne, and it was a show-stopping performance. She can bring it, and he did not get ridden over, and he had his falsetto at the end. And yes, it's a grown-ass woman and a little baby boy, but like they delivered and even if they're in this like okay we're just gonna do this as a contract like rudy and matt i'm fine with that i'm for it i i loved watching that brandon yeah you know i i i don't i i would never buy them as a couple either because their uniforms don't quite match they don't hang out at the same bars uh in no. the venice marina del rey area at all no, no. but uh she's more cabo cantina and he's just more uh stayed home with his bros and 
you know, smoke some weed and, uh, you know, play video games. Yes. But, um, uh, but they nailed it, and and I did. I wasn't even bothered that his giant body kind of covers up. It looks like he's playing like a little toy guitar, because he's so giant. But I I I enjoyed uh, watching him play guitar. They were adorable. Um, I and, think and he he used the guitar well versus yeah. Matt, who he made it more sexy and funny, made it fun and cool, and like yes. he's talented. Stephen Heitner. He did make it fun, but but I think on the overall show wise, he's paying the biggest price for that matchup because I Me think too. he might be the most second most talented person on the show, mm-hmm. and he has this sweet, beautiful voice with a great timber, and then he's got Tina Turner going crazy next to him, I and agree he's with you. not getting that focus. No, he's mm-hmm. with Mariah Carey, and I think the producers know that the producers knew he was a star, but he's a quieter being, and he's a different flavor, and that's why they keep trying to put him with Jamie and she's having none of it. And so I think if Jamie had been open to it, he would have been maybe come back around. But like, I think the producers know that she's a solo act, Natasha. Yeah, no doubt. This is not, and she was connected with him. Like, and she was gracious and generous on stage, but it's just, her voice is so diva. She's, you know, Celine Dion. It's not Celine Dion and friends, you know. Right. Uh, I also feel like um, she could go top four on any season of The Bachelor. That's sort of how I've been looking at at her, especially last night. Like, I really feel that she could get to hometowns. I don't. But do you really think she can do sincerity in any way? You think she can do sincerity? She's top seven to me. Top seven? I think her, I don't think she's like sorority enough. Okay. Top four. Fair enough. I, I don't think she ever gets to three, but I put her at, at my top four. Okay. Well, maybe on Peter's season where basically <laughs> as much as much as he wanted to say he was a good guy, he brought the the four hottest, youngest chicks. To, oh, to side note, he's now dating Kelly. Like they just like he and Kelly are now dating. It's like, thanks for dragging us all on this waste of time when you could have just met at that hotel in the valley. Right. And hooked up then. Westlake Village. They were so thirsty. He was so thirsty <laughs> that he needed to like drag us all around town. Right. Ugh. So, I mean, I, I, he picked the best one. I really liked her, but like, come on. Um, okay, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. Okay, so then, uh, so they were the final performance, and uh, they were just great. And I did feel, I agree with you, Steve. I feel like poor Ryan is, he is the most screwed by the pairings. He would have been fun with Rudy. He would have been nice with Brie, anybody, but she's, Natasha's great. But he, he did at least not get as he didn't get last week. He was completely ridden over, and this week he was. A well, little more here's a good thing that's happening. She is because he's not stupid, and he knows his voice, and it's hard for him to get that voice out with her doing what she's doing. But yeah. he is getting better at his performance skills because yes. of her. I agree with you. I agree with you. He's getting better chops. Um, so then, the, backstage afterwards. Um, Julia says to Natasha, you are a bad person. And she's weeping. She's blaming Natasha for her bad performance, basically. She's like, what you did today, another performer should never do to anyone is vindictive. Um, You seem to not have good timing. And it's like, now, to be fair, what she did do was shitty, but I don't think that was the main problem with why her song sucked. Heitner. 
no, well, first of all, I have already made myself clear. What she did was as horrible a thing you can do to somebody 15 minutes before a performance yeah. as you can do. Yeah. That being said, you still got to go out there and perform, right? Yeah. And what happened to her was really done to her by her partner who basically did not connect with her yes. and just left her out there to die. And, of course, she's blaming the other woman. And, by the way, he also is the one that nodded, yes, I would have picked the other one. He's the shitbag that's like, no, I didn't say that. Right. Oh, no. And when she brought it up, he's like, no, no, it's not. No, I didn't definitively say that. Like, he, again, denied it. And then he said this phrase, this was the most traumatic 72 hours since combat. Oh, I didn't hear that. Did he actually say that? Yeah. Here's what's happening, which I didn't think possible. He just went down more in my eyes just right now. I didn't think that was possible. Yes, Brendan. Trevor, the worst 72 hours of your life is going to be when I kidnap you. Brendan. Brendan, I bring you back to my apartment, Brandon. Brandon. Oh, Brandon. The worst 72 hours of your life is going to be when I kidnap you, I bring you back to my apartment, I strap you to a goddamn chair, I make you listen to nothing but Black Flag, the Ramones, Pat Benatar, (laughs) Cheap Trick, (laughs) or three fucking days until you feel the power. I can't wait. The power that you do not have. I can't wait for this weekend. (laughs) So then... Brie backstage is, I'm so happy. I love Chris. My life is changing. I've prayed for it to change and it's changing. I'm happy for them. Then we have um, Julia is furious at Natasha. I'm so angry at her. And then Julia got cut. And Brandon says, sorry, baby. Sorry, I let you down. And then at that moment, because it had been down to Jamie and uh, her fellow and Julia and Brandon, and they cut Julia and Brandon. And then Jamie, the asshole, starts weeping, and Jamie needs all of the attention, even though they cut Julia, and they're like, say your goodbyes, and Jamie's a handful. And then the asshole that is Julia says he treated it like a solo performance. I wish I could go back and choose Sheridan. She has no manners. How could you say that, Brendan Smith? Were you enraged when she? Yeah, yeah. I, I let me just say this. I just felt like so many bad decisions were made. Basically, four people were eliminated with one bad decision. Yes. That that's that's all that I have to say about that. Yes, and also next week they're going in the tour buses. Stephen, were you enraged at Julia when she said, "I wish I could have gone back and picked Sheridan." Uh, by that point, uh, it was just it's the only opinion she could possibly have because it has to be about somebody else. It has yes. to the blame has to lay elsewhere. Yes. So for her to say, oh, but, uh, Sheridan wouldn't have done that to me. Like it, it has to be about somebody else. It can never be about my behavior through this entire thing has been so disconnected. I'm so yeah. embarrassed by my own behavior on this I show. Know. Not for a second. No, she's terrible. She just blames everybody else. And then next week, they get in the... Each person gets a tour bus. That's what not is that cheap. about? That's not cheap. Each person gets a tour bus. And each they go couple. To, each couple. But that's five buses or four buses. And they go to Vegas. So we're down to Bree and Chris, Trevor and Jamie, Rudy and Matt, and um, uh, Ryan and... What's her name? Natasha. Who do you think is going to win? 
All right. Well, I think it's pretty to me. Um, Chris and Bree are going to win, and then Jamie and uh, what's his name are gone next week. Seem to be about ninety percent chance of both of those. Do anybody disagree with that? Um, I think Chris and Bree might win, but I don't think they're the best showmen. I think no. they have the best love. I feel like. I still think Rudy and Matt or Natasha and Ryan are not out of the game. Yeah, but the idea of, let me add this. First of all, the whole show, the conceit of the whole show makes no sense. Okay, it's crazy. Let's just look at that, right? The idea that you have to be in love to be able to sing together, that you couldn't possibly have any performing skills or any acting ability. So when you get down to the end, you have to go with Chris and Brie because you set up the bullshit to begin with. That makes no sense. Do you so think what are you going to do? Go with, you're going to go with a couple that's phoning the love in on the end of your be, listen to the Who's going to be the runner-up, Rudy and Matt or Natasha and Ryan? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, just even just based on last night, like where are we in the game? Last night, Natasha and Ryan were unbelievably strong. Yeah. I, I was a little frustrated last night because I wish that there was a prize last night. I wish that there had been a side prize like the winner of tonight's show gets a gets to record a song or gets mm-hmm. 500 bucks or just something just to to signify a clear winner of the the Novo show. You know what no, I mean? I and like then, that. Yeah. Like they do on American ra- uh, uh, the race um, where yeah. you exactly. get something yes. for winning that leg. Yeah, I like that. Good. Yeah. I wish they would have done that. And the only thing I want to say before I forget is Please, producers, if you're thinking like Brendan Smith, all the tour buses are going to stop in Prim, Nevada, and we're going to do a show at Whiskey Pete's. Please Woo! deliver that to me next week. Um, I am all in on that. I'm looking at our – will you guys help me pick a tweet of the week? Yeah. Um, all right. First one is from our girl, Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. I feel robbed that we had to share Chris and Bree's performance with Jamie freaking out for the 15th <gasps> week in a row or fourth. I don't know what time it is anymore. <gasps> I did get to see the kiss that reminded of me of Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. She's, she's, she's always so funny. Lizzie Jizzy at Lizzie Jizzy Raps. Tony Braxton commands a huge presence. Brandon having to say something about someone he knows nothing about. <laughs> That's what it was. Tony Braxton commands a huge presence. <laughs> it's insane how obvious it was. I know. This is also from Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. I would so watch Rudy and Matt at like a small venue on a Tuesday night if the tickets were like $25 with parking included. (laughs) Um, I'd go for that. I like that. Jizzy Lizzie and Jizzy Lizzie Raps. Two biggest implants on the judges panel aren't Tony Braxton's shoulder pads. They're Brian Abasolo's cheekbones. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. And then Jizzy Lizzie is two more. Um, Ryan serving the good doctor look at the spa. And also, Ryan looks like a cult leader, and Jamie looks like a cult member whose mom has been trying to get her to come home. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's totally true. All right. Let's narrow it down to two. I'm going to say Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. I feel robbed that we had to share Chris and Bree's performance with Jamie freaking out for the 15th week in a row or fourth. I don't know time anymore. 
Um, I don't know time no more. I get, I did get to see the kiss that reminded me of Michael Jackson and Marie, <laughs> and like it. also like it. And Jizzy Lizzie at Jizzy Lizzie Raps. Two biggest implants on the judges panel aren't Tony Braxton shoulder pads. They're Brian Abasalo's cheekbones. Cheekbones <laughs> or Michael Jackson. I'm going to start so I'm not the deciding factor. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. Um, Anna, cheekbones or Michael Jackson? I'm going to say cheekbones. Okay, so we have one for cheekbones, one for Michael Jackson. Okay, Katie, cheekbones or Michael Jackson? Cheekbones. All right, Heitner. So we have two cheekbones, one Michael Jackson, Heitner. Well, I said go with uh, Michael Jackson, so I'm going with Michael Jackson again. So we're tied. Two Michael Jackson, two Ah. cheekbones. Brando of the Brando (laughs) cast, where you can get wherever (laughs) podcasts are. What's your pick? Cheekbones or Michael Jackson? Cheekbones. Oh, my God. You are the winner. Jizzy Lizzy at Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Two biggest implants on the judges panel aren't Tony Braxton's shoulder pads. They are Brian Abasalo's cheekbones. You guys, like us on iTunes. Please leave us reviews. Here's one that we got this week. Peeing my quarantine pants over here. Five stars from ASL camp. I'm relatively new to Will You Accept This Rose. A friend suggested it to, to me right after Peter's finale, and I've been listening ever since. I even watched Juan Pablo's season just to follow along with y'all. I joined Patreon today because I just could not get enough. Thank you so much. I am a nurse, and Arden and the horny gang have kept me laughing throughout all this pandemic mess. I totally feel like I'm hanging out with my friends when listening. Great podcast. Oh, my God. Thank you for joining Patreon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your service. We love that you're here. Welcome to the gang. Here's another one. Five stars. My favorite podcast by Jesse Jean 3. I've been a solid listener for a few years. I love all the deep diving info that is shared on this podcast. During quarantine, I'm trying to save the show for my long runs on Sunday. Thank you so much for doing the Lord's work. Truly, Jesse, it is my honor and pleasure. It is the least I can do. We know it's a tough time for everybody, and we just want to provide a little bit of joy and a little bit of lightness just to have a nice, fun distraction, uh, just to check out a little bit. And let's hear some emails. Um, This is from a nice email from Caitlin Sullivan. Hello, Caitlin. Um, Arden and friends, number one. Congratulations on your new book. I'm so excited to read it. Thank you for, she did a little pre-order. Thank you, Caitlin. I I really appreciate you spending your hard-earned money on my book. I hope you enjoy it. Number two, thank you for continuing to do the Lord's work at the world's end. It's helpful to have some sense of normalcy around here. Well, it is my pleasure. I'm doing it. You know what? It makes me feel normal too. It really I, and as if for those longtime listeners know, life keeps happening and there's something about just focusing on some nonsense for a few hours that really does, it changes my brain chemistry. That She's got five points. Number three, thank you for introducing me to Bachelor in Paradise Australia, aka the greatest television show of all time. Okay, right? If you guys haven't joined Patreon yet, Anna, you're going to have to back me up on this. Bachelor in Paradise Australia, particularly season one, before they started, like they hadn't figured out to play the how to play the game yet. And I've said this before, but there's like three couples on there that are as exciting as Carly and Evan. Yeah. And isn't it? And it's in such a beautiful location. Don't, isn't it just like being on vacation watching it, Anna? It's so beautiful. It is, and it's a great season. Oh my god, I that season! Recommend. Katie, I don't know if you've watched that first season of Bachelor in Paradise Australia. 
have not. I need to, though. It's as soothing as <laughs> watching the Great British Bake Off. I was just going to ask, is it like that it because is. everybody's nice and supportive? Because I is, love that about It that. is like the TV version of Prozac. It's Okay, like, I might have to watch it because I need something like, like that hot, in my it's life. It's like a hot bath and you still have some like Epsom salts left and you can get in, but also put in some like nice lavender and bubbles. Like it's going to actually get some like muscle knots out and have like a frilly set. It is... And it's the most beautiful resort. Number four, you may not remember me from your live show in Chicago a few years ago, but my offer to be your personal assistant still stands. I do remember you. We had so much fun on that pouring night. Um, Quarantine also seems like an excellent time to bring some fans on as panelists again. I would like to be the first volunteer as tribute. Please, I'm quarantined with my mother who hates trash television. I need someone with whom I can share my thoughts and be with uh, my uh, who has understanding. And then number five, Osher could totally get it, right? Or am I just now at that intersection of single and quarantine? XOXO, Caitlin. Oh my God, she wants to bang Osher. Anna, I feel like that's a fun idea to have some people call in and discuss their thoughts on um, listen to your heart, don't you think? Yeah, I think that would be fun. I'm sure people have thoughts on this absurd show that keeps changing. I mean, it's Everyone. only six episodes long, but email us if you're watching the show and uh, you want us to Zoom you. Maybe we'll maybe we'll pull out of a hat and have two people Zoom with us and we could talk about listen to your heart. Why not? Why not do a fan episode? Why not? Um, so, Caitlin, you are a delight. Of course, I do remember you. That was such a that was, that show was literally like, I swear to God, it was like three people. No, but I think there was probably like thirty people that came because it was. When I say, I think they closed the roads. Like it was, there was more rain than I have ever seen in my entire life, and I feel like there was like winds and maybe tornado. I mean, it was a crazy Chicago storm, and we had some diehards that came, and they had they came with their poster board and they they made we put out requests for people to like put up all the photos of the guys and the gals on the board and they showed up and that's why we have the best don't we have the best podcast listener fans on the world wide web katie Anna? absolutely 100 percent the most um, passionate all right if you want to hear more of us we have our patreon we are just finishing up love is blind and we are open to either doing Summer House. We could do Love Island. We could do Bachelorette New Zealand. Email us what you want us to watch. Um, and and that's what I have to say. Steve Heitner, where can people find you? Oh, uh, that's gold with Steve Heitner, the podcast I've been doing as I'm quarantined in my home. Other than that, maybe in a reflection in a, in a window. Other than that, Maybe, that's about maybe, it. Maybe we're also going to drag you onto our uh, bad dates. You're going to be. Oh, I'm happy. Uh, happy to okay. talk about my history. Okay, great. Um, Brando, where can people find you? TheBrandoCast.com, one word with links to Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and most importantly, Apple Podcasts, where you'll find the BrandoCast. So many great shows. Jimmy Pardo's coming up for the second time. I'm doing Matt Walsh tonight. Um, uh, we got Keith Morris from the Circle Jerks coming up. Blah blah blah. Steve Heitner said that he would do it. It's going to be amazing. Sure. What band uh, do you want to do, Steve? ACDC? What's your band? Uh, Aerosmith, Aerosmith, baby. Oh, then then we're going to be we're going to be breaking down Aerosmith, a little band from Massachusetts with Steve Heitner. You also in the not too distant too. future. Uh, um. All right, Katie Anna, where can people find you? Uh, I'm just at Anna Hosey on Twitter. Katie, I'm KT underscore Money on Twitter and Instagram. 
I am Artemarine on Instagram and Twitter, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N. If you're new to the podcast and you're like, how can I join in the tweet of the week? You just tag me or Anna on in Twitter and you put a hashtag of W-Y-A-T-R and that's how you get included in the tweet of the week. So we always love hearing from you guys. Also, I have a book coming out. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. Woo-hoo. Steve Heitner's been to Little Compton. It's about right. my family, my crazy family. Growing up in a small town, getting on the TV by the time I was 21 and meeting this ding-dong Mr. Heitner over here. I talk about accidentally kicking Courtney Cox in the face when I did an episode of Friends. All sorts of things are in it. And if you get it, please send us the um, – but I'll get more specific as our podcasts are coming up. But we will – as we get closer to the release date, I have so many fun giveaways. And so even if you send them now, uh, the receipt, you'll be eligible because we're doing so many fun giveaways. It's just a little bit out yet. So I, I'll be doing more T-shirts about even more fun things coming up. Okay. Well, everybody, we have two more weeks of this perfect length of a show. It's the perfect show. Um, and then we'll be back with our Juan Pablo episode. Speaking of which, Jerry Trainer, who's doing that with us, he had said, I will not watch Listen to Your Heart. And then that ding dong could not help himself and has been obsessively texting us every Monday <laughs> night. So he will be joining us next Monday because he is so angry at Listen to Your Heart. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. Stephen, Brendan, we appreciate your service to this. You are such a welcome member of the podcast family. It's Gold with Steve Heitner. The BrandoCast support their podcasts. I'm Arda Marine. Stay safe. Wash your hands. We're rooting for all of you. Hope this was a nice distraction. Hope your families are safe. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Feel so good. She's got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your Except This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.